And today was the last day of the group stages for we get the last four teams to go through the group stages and it was not that easy. Day 13, match 1, South Korea versus Portugal. With a late goal from Wang Hee Chan, South Korea completed a comeback victory, advanced past Uruguay to the round of 16 of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Ricardo Horta's goal from Diego Dalet's cross gave Portugal an early lead and gave Paulo Bento's team trouble. Portugal had already qualified for the round of 16 with victories against Ghana and Uruguay, but they failed to successfully clear a corner in the 27th minute as South Korea replied brilliantly since they knew that only a victory would give them any chance of moving on. Kim Gwon scored the equaliser. With Uruguay leading Ghana 2-0 in the other group match, South Korea knew that if they scored one goal in the second half, they would pass Luis Suarez and company and move on to the second place. After a corner from Portugal, they launched a counter-attack in the 91st minute and Yu Ming Sun ran through the defence before laying off to substitute Wang, who finished expertly. Despite Portugal's defeat today, they still stand tall at the top of the group and will face the mighty Switzerland on December 6th for their round of 16 match. As for the South Korean side, they have progressed beyond the first round of the group stages for just the third time now and will face Brazil, the number one ranked team for their round of 16 match. Man of the match for me, Wang Hee Chan. Moving on to the second matchup of the day, Uruguay versus Ghana. It is finished. Uruguay failed to extend their 2-0 advantage and as a result of South Korea's 2-1 victory over Portugal, both the teams, that is Uruguay and Ghana, have been eliminated. As the second half progressed, they threw everything they had at one another. With numerous opportunities to score at the other end, Ghana was repeatedly denied by Sergio Rocher in the Uruguayan goal. With a two-goal lead thanks to Georgian De Araskrita's first-half double, Uruguay thought to be safe. They were too, but South Korea's victory required them to score once more to move on and when they failed to do so, they were sent home alongside Ghana. The Black Star were stopped from extracting any type of retaliation for their World Cup quarterfinal loss in 2010 thanks to Uruguay's 2-0 victory over Ghana in their Group H championship match. However, this heart-pounding triumph of La Celeste came at a high cost. Reminiscence of Luis Suarez's intentional handball that ended extra time in their 2010 knockout game dominated the lead-up to the game. Even though Andre Ayu was the only member of the team still playing 12 years ago, Gyan's error on that particular day proved disastrous for Ghana. He wasted a fantastic opportunity to give Blackstar the lead after just 20 minutes by sending a feeble penalty attempt straight into Sergio Rochette's glove. Soon after, Suarez's lone drive was parried by Georgian de Arascaeta's path and scored Uruguay's first goal of the World Cup. Ghana was penalised for their inability to finish. This was Arascaeta's first World Cup start. When the ball fell to him again, after a succession of flicks and volleys, the blue team's celebration had hardly subsidized when he finished with Wenham to extend La Celeste's lead. With the dangerous Mohamed Kudos leading the charge, Ghana pushed hard in the second half of the game. Osman Bukhari, a substitute, too had number of opportunities to direct the ball in, but the excellent Rocher and his well-drilled Uruguayan backline kept them at distance and in check. In an effort to end the game, coach Diego Alonso substituted both Suarez and Darwin Nunes, but Uruguayan strategy was soon derailed by the event between Portugal and South Korea. If Koreans had lost, Uruguay would have moved to the round of 16, while Ghana would have advanced at the cost of South Korean 
had they drawn. Nobody foresaw Wang Wei's 91st minute victory, which put Korea ahead of both Ghana and Uruguay and eliminated La Celeste on the basis of goal scored. There were a total of 29 fouls that were attempted today in this match and 7 yellow cards were awarded. Man of the match for me, Georgian Dearaskaeta. Moving on to the battle of Group G qualification, first we have Serbia versus Switzerland. Switzerland wins a thrilling match against Serbia to clinch their final slot in the round of 16 in Doha. At Stadium 974, four goals were scored in the first half that ignited an incredible afternoon. However, Remo Fuller's goal in the second half advanced Switzerland to the knockout rounds, where they will face Portugal. Switzerland defeated Serbia 3-2 in a dramatic Group G conclusion to advance to the round of 16 of the 2022 World Cup. Shakiri, Mitrovic, Dusan, and Mbolo scored goals in the first half to draw the game 2-2. as each team played their best 45 minutes of the competition so far however the pace slowed down after the restart giving swiss the advantage in the last minute thanks to remo fuller's deft finish murat yakin's team had to fight hard to win but they did so to advance in the second place behind brazil and face portugal in the knockout rounds man of the match for me jerdan sakiri and for the last matchup of the day and probably the most controversial one brazil versus cameroon Despite losing against Cameroon, Brazil nevertheless won the group G and despite Vincent Abubakar's last goal, Cameroon was eliminated. Abubakar made an incredible header 2 minutes into the extra time to break the score just as it seemed as though Cameroon had run out of time to maintain their hopes of progress. Serbia had to win against Switzerland for the African team to gain ground, but Swiss held on for a 3-2 victory to grab second place in the pool behind Brazil. with Anthony and Rodrigo rushing the Cameroon's defense and Gabriel Martinelli making his first start for Brazil forcing Davis to tip the ball over with his forceful hand from Fred's cross Brazil's roster still had plenty of attacking talent however before the break Brazil's chances were mostly limited with Cameroon having the game's most obvious opportunity by creating space on the left Momi crossed the ball to Brian to attack at the far post Mbemo connected with a strong downward header which Edison deflected to his right. Quickly after the restart Abubakar swung a shot across the goal. Epassi was soon in the heart of the action, blocking another Martinelli's attempt before misplacing an attempt from Eda and recovering to turn the ball behind. Brazil kept the pressure as they tried to make it three wins in a row, but Cameroon kept holding them back with combinations of willpower and good fortune. They needed more though, and just as it appeared, they might fall short. Jerome sent a precise cross from the right that was finished off by Abubakar who guided a flawless header into Ederson's bottom corner. They put everything on the line in the final minutes as Brazil's chances were suddenly in jeopardy. Martinelli and Bruno failed to take advantage of the glit-edged opportunities. Cameroon won today with 35% possession and with 3 shots on the target versus Brazil's 7 shot on the target. A total of 28 fouls occurred into the match out of which 5 were awarded yellow card and one Abubakar was given red for his celebration post defeating the footballing giants. Cameroon also has become the first South African team to defeat Brazil in a FIFA World Cup. Man of the match for me, Vincent Abubakar for that beautiful, well-deserved celebration. Huh. Well, the group stages are finally over and it's time for us to discuss a bit about the round of 16 that will start tomorrow. The World Cup group stages is when upsets happen. But it is in the knockout rounds where the top teams in the world establish their supremacy. 
By the start of the knockout rounds on December 3rd, there will only be 16 teams left and this is where the true heroes are created and winners are named. All 8 round of 16 opponents have been decided now that the group stages are over. Some feature teams that haven't faced off in years while other highlight matches between long-time rivals. Let's talk about predictions, eh? Netherlands vs USA Christian Pulisic's game-winning goal against Iran helped the United States advance to the round of 16 where they will now play the number 8 team in the world, the Netherlands. The Dutch have gone unbeaten in the 18 games during Louis van Gaal's whole tenure as a manager and they prevailed in Group A despite a lackluster performance by the host, Qatar. Just once in 2002 did the United States reach in the World Cup quarterfinals, defeating Mexico en route. The Netherlands struggled against Senegal and Ecuador, who utilized strong bursts of energy to keep Dutch on their toes. The United States has yet given up a goal from open play in tournament. Memphis Depay's lack of fitness was made up for by the teenage Cody Gapko, who scored three goals in the group stages. My prediction for the game? I think it's going to be 2-2 full-time and Netherlands will win on penalties. For the second game of tomorrow, the Argentinian Giants will play the soccer rules. For only the second time in history, Australia defeated Denmark 1-0 to go to the elimination round. The Socceroos delivered a thorough effort to contain a dismissed Danish team that fell far short of expectations. Argentina, on the other hand, made things difficult for themselves following the shocking loss to Saudi Arabia on the tournament's opening day, but they bounced back to defeat Mexico and Poland and reassert their dominance. In a way, I mean, the world will never forget that they lost to Saudi Arabia and like, where is Messi was trending throughout the entire day. Although, Australia will view themselves as the determined underdog capable of pulling off an unexpected victory. They were soundly defeated by France in the group stages and are unlikely to score against a very strong Argentinian defence. Argentina scored two goals against Poland in group stages and had the opportunity to score more, so it's reasonable to expect that they will thrash the soccer rules in the match. Australia can be proud of their performance in this tournament while anything less than a convincing victory for Argentina will signal that they have fallen short of expectation. My prediction for the game? 2-1 for Argentina for the win? Maybe even 3-1 if, uh, if Messi shows up in the game. And also, I think Messi might score one tomorrow. That is it today from my side. My name is Mihir Hathi. This is FIFA Talks with Hathi by Hathi Talks. FIFA Talks with Hathi is a podcast primarily focusing on post-match analysis for the FIFA Qatar 2022 World Cup. This podcast will be produced on an everyday basis. If you like our content, follow Hathi Talks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. We also have a website that is HathiTalks.com. That is it today from my side and I hope you're having a wonderful day. Live life, love life and be the greatest version of yourself every single day. This is Mihir Hathi signing off. Meet you tomorrow. Eh?